Watch this. He bats it out of midair. Whoop. And then just. Whoop. Pretty cool goal. Rangers come from behind to beat the Red Wings 3-2. to two. This is interesting to see. A daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes, and gambling. Watch on YouTube or Spotify. I None of you people tag me in your Spotify raps as your top listen to podcast. That is offensive. But also, I don't really listen on Spotify either. Oh, no, fantasy football people. Why is Kyron Williams trending? Let's just check that out real quick. That can't be good. Uh, nope, just trending because he's good. Everyone's like, I, I, I knew it was good. I picked him up in fantasy. I'm smarter than you people. Smarter than you people. All right, let's get to some stuff. First things first is Henry Kissinger died. I don't care about politics. If you're like celebrating a 100-year-old man dying, like, stop being boring. Stop being boring. Okay, let's get to sports. He was, something who did, he was somebody who did something for war. I don't know. He's 100. So it was like literally when he was relevant. I guess they kept him relevant when he was older than he needed to be. Aaron Rodgers' 21-day practice window has opened. This means it's not a joke. It's happening. He's literally back at practice. Here's a play that the Jets put in slow motion on the internet. Look at it. Look at that spiral. I wonder. I wonder. They're like, yes, he's back. The question is, 21-day window. So the Jets are, I think, forwards. We all have COVID. Get off me for sniffling. Get off me. We all have COVID. N-Y-J. So the Jets have 21 days to put him on the active roster or keep him inactive for the rest of the year, which is hilarious. So maybe this is just good thinking. Okay, so they got the Falcons and the Jets. They should be able to win that game. Tim Boyle almost beat the Falcons one time. He did. He almost beat them. It has happened before. He almost beat the Falcons. He threw... Game-losing interception trying to come from behind, which is pretty good for Tim Boyle. Even get that close for an entire football game. So they got the Falcons, winnable. Texans, winnable, maybe. And then they have Jets at Dolphins, not winnable. So at that point, they have to decide he's going to be on the active roster. They can play him. You know what? You might as well just play him. Nothing bad can happen. Oh, wait, your risk for tearing your other Achilles explodes if you tear one Achilles and come back too early. Here's your schedule. There's where we are. Falcons. That's this Sunday. Then the 10th, and then the 17th, then the 24th. And thank the Lord. No primetime games until Jets at Browns, which is like, we'll all be around our families and shit. We won't care about December 28th. Thank God. That's a big story yesterday. Other big stories yesterday. Derek Carr knows what he's doing with the media. What's up, Dare Bear? How, how do you weigh that, though? Like, when you guys are moving the ball, but you aren't moving it in the last 20. Like, how do you... Just ask about the red zone. Marry those two together. I don't know, man. You gotta ask Coach Pete and DA, uh, myself. When you ask us, we're not gonna be able to give you all the answers that everyone wants to hear on the things we're trying to work to do better, uh, schematics and player and all those kind of things. And so, you're gonna keep asking the same question. I'm gonna keep giving a lot of words and no answer. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Being like, we're working on it. We're not gonna tell you the plan. I don't know. I kind of like that. There's a weird honesty. We have to talk about we have to talk about a basketball team. The Detroit basketball Pistons are the worst team potentially potentially ever. I'm a hyperbolist. I say things like the worst, the best. I you know and I 
occasionally I'm right about that, but often I'm wrong. But occasionally I'm right, and people were like, and then I would turn out to be right. Like, I'll die on the Cooper Cup thing forever. I predicted the Triple Crown. You can Google it. It's on the internet. Uh, the Pistons started the season 2-1. and one. Like, This is a feisty ball club. So if you can see on the screen, they are now 2-15. and 15. So that means they started the season 2-0. and 0. They have since lost 15 consecutive ball games. They had a game the other night against the Washington Wizards, another hilariously bad team that was comedy. The clips of it on TikTok are profound art. With sample size, you ever hear the, the argument of like, would, would Georgia or Alabama, would they beat the Browns? Like, no. In one game, I think that's true. The problem with arguments like that is that in the season of professional sports, there's a sample size of an entire season. So what I say, like, it depends on certain teams in college football seem like they're really elite and certain teams are actually really elite. Bama, I don't know, 2014, 15, 16, somewhere in there, they had a team where they had eight guys who would have started on every single team in the NFL. And I'm not, it was just the defensive line. They had eight defensive linemen that would have been one of the best two defensive linemen on every single team in the NFL. That Alabama team, would they beat the Browns? Mono and mono and a whatever. Would they go 0-17? No. Nope. The Pistons... Pistons wouldn't qualify for the NCAA tournament. Uh, said it meant it. If the Pistons were playing in Europe, they would not win championships in like the French League. They wouldn't. This is why we're getting close. We're getting dangerously close in, in, in hockey and in basketball. It's like a real-life a real life, uh, Champions League, which I like. That's good for sports. I want to see America dominate other countries and stuff that they care about. There's some good teams down under in basketball, Australia, and then, of course, across the way in New Zealand. Pistons aren't running the table in those leagues. They are. It's preposterously bad, which is great because they're going to lose. And this year's NBA draft class is so bad, people are like trying to give their picks away. Nobody wants any of these players in this draft, which is weird. Last year, there were two first overall guys. This year, there's nobody that people would put there. There is a college basketball team that is equally as bad, Louisville. We will talk about them in a minute. But we have some controversy. Yesterday, after wrapping up the program, just moments after wrapping up the program, this TikTok dropped. And this is so Tyreek Hill took a camera guy's cell phone for as part of his celebration. That camera guy has been suspended by the National Football League for an entire season. I believe that Tyreek Hill should just float this guy 50 grand, which is probably what the camera guy was making, and be like, hey, you know, f- fuck the police. Am I right? And then he'll be like, yeah, man, what the hell? So here's the TikTok. Well, you want to watch the whole TikTok breaking it down? Shout out to this TikTok guy. Barstool Sports reposted the tweet. The, it is from Kivitz. I have no idea. The TikTok username will show up. Here, let's Star players it. like Tyreek Hill, Saquon Barkley, Antonio Brown, and many others. I'm a student at the University of Miami, and when Tyreek got traded to the Dolphins, we instantly reunited and began working together. In 2022, I applied for a job with the NFL, and they hired me to work at all Miami Dolphins home games. I had one of the greatest years of my life, working side by side with one of my... Okay, the Post Malone music is hilarious. Okay, let's continue. My best friends, watching him take over the league on his new team. In week six of the season, Tyreek scored a touchdown in the exact same corner of the end zone that I was filming in. He noticed me and surprised me by grabbing my phone and doing a backflip. It was the coolest moment ever, and I ran into the tunnel to send the clip to the NFL. Tyreek got a penalty for the celebration and was immediately asked about it after the game. You know, I seen the camera and I just took it from him and he didn't want me to take it from him. So that's my boy K-Fitz, man. 
The NFL then let me know that I would be suspended for the remainder of the season and possibly for good. They said regardless if I knew the celebration was coming or not, I still had to be disciplined and that I shouldn't have jumped on the sidelines after the play. One of the best moments of my life turned upside down in a matter of seconds. I get why the NFL had to make this decision and wish I could have done something to prevent it. Okay, so I worked for NFL Films, um, and I will tell you that picking a side is a no-no. I have changed my tune on this. I did not know that he was an employee of the NFL. I thought that he was an employee of the Dolphins. So now it's really simple. So one of the local media people have to hire this guy. He should not be working for NFL Films. for Well, maybe eventually. He can't be bros with all the players. Well, you can be bros, but you can't. You can't you, you're not supposed to exist in, in the games. That's the point. And I... I one year suspension, I take it back. But they should pay him and be like, dude, you can't live your dream right now because you have to learn the lesson like that. You are, we exist to give other people the games. And if uh, that's a real big mindset, those cameramen and stuff, they're not there to watch the games. They're there to give us the games. So, yeah. But they're being, they're being, they're being douchebags about this. So I think the guy should not lose a paycheck. I definitely think that. But I also think he needs to learn. They need to put him in New Jersey where the compound is and they need to make him go through footage like I had to do. That would be perfect punishment. And then pay him a salary. I am so just. I should be president of the United States. Speaking of that, let's talk about Ryan Shazier. Ryan Shazier was caught cheating on his wife. Uh, screenshots on his or his text messages, your Apple messages show up on your Apple computer often. And Ryan uh, kept his messages up while he was having a flirtatious affair with this woman over a period of weeks or months or something and his wife found them because they're just on his computer. And it's it's so cringy. These athletes, like, flirting and texting and sexting and stuff is so cringy. Ryan had something that was frankly remarkable. Um, not making a lot of the situation, but his wife exposed him. She put it out in public. So I have no qualms with putting it out in public. He sent this woman links to books... One of which was a book on how a guy, a woman's guide to anal sex, not joking, woman's guide to anal sex, part two or second edition. And a blowjob guide. Do I have the thing? Oh, I have it. Let's take a look. See. Here it is. Here's the photo of the thing. The ultimate guide to anal sex for women. Second edition. Blow, blow by blow is the title of this other one. A step-by-step guide on how to give blowjobs so explosive that he will be willing to do anything for you. Ryan Shazier, the former linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, by the way, was just... His career ended right in front of our eyes on primetime TV when he broke a bone in his spine, I believe. And couldn't walk anymore. But he can now walk. He'll never play football again. He was a great football player. First round draft pick. <laughs> blow by blow. Step by step guide on how to get blowjobs so so explosively. Anyway, so that's what's going on in his life today. Not a great start today. Matt Rule says that it will cost Nebraska and any team about $1.5 milli to land a good quarterback in the transfer portal. Notre Dame currently the favorite to pick up the number one most coveted guy. That's Riley Leonard of Duke, who probably could go to the NFL right now. I don't think he'd be a first-round draft pick, but I like him better than a lot of the other dudes. He had a, I think he had an injury to tear or something, ACL or something, I forget. There he is at Duke. Notre Dame just 
using the ACC like their farm system, and why not? This is a sign that Marcus Freeman gets it. Good for the Irish. But I doubt Notre Dame is spending 1.5. I bet this guy costs about 3 or 4. And they don't have to do the academic stuff because Duke is slightly better than them academically. Oh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt some people to to hear that. They're both not Ivy League schools. We're better than Cornell. God. I don't. God. Shut up. This is unbelievable. Transfer portal. I, I like it. I think the transfer portal is fun. And by the way, I do think that this transfer portal stuff in college football is going gonna to chill out because the COVID eligibility guys are almost all gone. And when they're gone, you're not going to have 35-year-old men playing football. But Luke Fickle being like, why are there 27-year-olds in college? I agree. I think there should be an age limit. 25 is game over. 25 has to be like multiple injuries, served your country in a war, like crazy exceptional. Like it has to be a story. Now it's like, yeah, they're 25, 28, 29, whatever. They're a million. Mac Jones lost his starting job, it appears. Bailey Zappi is going to be at the podium today. Third, wait, wait, wait. Why are we playing the music? I forgot. We're going to talk about Thursday Night Football. Seattle and the Dallas Cowboys. I like this ball game. A lot on the line for Seattle. Dallas still chasing Philadelphia for the number one uh, seed in the NFC and also the lead in the division. There are two games behind. Plenty of ball left to be played, though. Seattle has to play both Philly and Dallas coming up in Seattle, probably falling a smidge behind the Niners in the race for that division. It could be over. The Seahawks are eight and a half point underdogs on the road at Dallas. I love the Seahawks covering this game because they have big wide receivers who run fast. Dallas defense is sick. They are sick. But Seattle has a competent enough offense when they're down to just chuck the rock over, over the field. So I like the following bets. If you're going to watch this game. Seahawks to cover. Geno Smith over 224 and a half. Do I think it's going to be great? No. No, I don't. But they're going to be down. He's going to have to chuck it. Geno Smith over nine and a half rushing yards. That... Seattle offensive line cannot block these pass rushers. I'd like some of the guys to get a sack, but I'm not going to bet it. So those are the bets that I like. Now play that music. Got Pac-12 championship on Friday. Should have been flexed to Saturday so we can get the Big Ten championship out of our lives and pretend anyone has to care about that. Oh, my goodness. All right. Back and better than ever on Friday.